Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, October 20th, 2022. Today on the Ether, TFM Juno Builders with White Whale. Let's take a listen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Just thought I'd start this space and let some people filter in while we're waiting. If you're a Juno user, you could check out juno.tfm.com and have a look at our token trading pairs. It's a really nice dashboard um, with all sorts of customizable layouts. If you turn off the swap box on the front page, it, it literally just turns into a token pair pricing dashboard, which I think is pretty cool. You can order things by order the tokens by market cap, fully diluted value, volume, um, percentage change and liquidity jumping into the analytics tab you can see well at the moment anyway today juno total juno liquidity is 17.63 million it shows the volume over the last 24 hours which is over three quarters of a million dollars and yeah all sorts of interesting data if you're in the market for checking out some of the tokens available on Juno. Hi Max, thanks for being here and we've got White Whale as well. Find out who's on the account. Could well be Sebastian. We'll bring him up. White Whale, if you'd like to request to speak, we can bring you up. Just while we're waiting on that, I'm going to tweet this space out again. I think even if the live listeners aren't, here we go, even if there's not a million live listeners, we do get a lot of listens with the recordings from Terra Spaces, so we appreciate those, sir. Hi, Sebastian. I think you're now a speaker. Do you want to test your mic? GM, I'm not Sebastian, though. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't sound like Sebastian. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Secret Ninja. Uh, Sebastian will join shortly. I just texted him. Okay. Yeah, I'm a business development at White Whale. So, yeah, glad to be here. Secret Ninja, pleasure to make your acquaintance. My name is Rebel DeFi. Now I'm just looking through the team on the light paper. And I'm just looking for Secret Ninja. Do you go by a different name on the light paper? Uh, no, I'm not mentioned on the light paper. I uh, fairly recently joined. So I'm, I'm listed on the website, but not on the light paper. Right, so we've got co-host Highlander. I'll just bring him up and absolutely fantastic. I can see Sebastian still rocking a galactic punk. Loving it. For the team. <laughs> or, or otherwise he's hacked your Twitter. That's okay. right. yeah. Hi That's there, right. Sebastian. <laughs> <Pleasure>. <laughs> 
and we sh- Highlander, do you want to do a quick mic test? Hey up, everybody. That sounded distinctly not Scottish, but hey, yeah, hello. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, yeah, I just, I never seen the the little waveforms happening next to my mic there. I kind of thought that's broken, but if you can hear me, all good. Awesome. Um, We've got you here. So are you guys both Scottish then? Rebel DeFi and Highlander, are you guys both Scottish? Yeah, that's correct. Yes. Now I've heard you have a soft spot for our um, famous um, drink I, in Scotland. I do. I do. I love me a good scotch. Not going to lie. You guys make some, <coughs> you guys can make, make a nice drink. Yeah, it's uh, best in the world, my friend. Best in the world. We've got the best water, man. I I tend to agree with you. And what do you do? You have a favorite single malt? You know, um, I really like the the Royal Brockla. Royal Brockla is a good one. Dalemore, um, you know, yeah. Dalemore makes a nice one. And then if I'm in the mood for PD, um, you know, Lagavulin 16 is a good go to. Yeah, um, but like, um, if, you, if you tasted Talisker, Talisker's yeah, Talisker's good. Yeah, Talisker, nice Talisker's one. a good, nice smoky, nice smoky pour. And um, the, my cousin's uh, the chief taster in the mm-hmm. Soho Whiskey Club in London. He's a real connoisseur. Uh, he sent me a bottle up um, for my my son's like birth, um, but uh, I highly recommend it. It's, uh, it's called a Clin Um Definitely look it up. Nineteen right. aged twenty-three years. And uh, I think I took it on holiday with me to Tenerife and I literally spanked it in one day. Mm-hmm. It was lovely. Lovely stuff. But yeah, quite big as well. well. Yeah, it was Feel free to feel free to send me a bottle. <laughs> ah, I mean, I never asked the price of this, mate. To be honest, I might have a shock when I get that. But... <laughs> awesome. Well, to be honest, I don't even drink whiskey anymore. But I come from the country. Um... <laughs> That's probably why. <laughs> well. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I always used to put like Coca Cola in it, and I was told that that just was not the right oh thing to do. God. So yeah, no, you shouldn't yeah. be drinking whiskey then. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll stick to the Coca Cola. <laughs> so I mean, I actually come from Terra, so I I, I kind of feel like I know the White Whale guys and what you've been or what you've been doing historically. Yeah, but people listening into this call who may not be familiar with what you were doing on Terra originally would you like to sort of just kind of introduce yourselves and sure yeah tell us about your journey happy to we ready to get get this party started then yeah let's go for it I'm thinking because Highlander is going to be leaving in about I don't know 25 minutes 30 minutes sorry about that today guys because we're a little bit delayed um the school runs happening for me in like half an hour so I'll just like quietly exit when I need to yeah, go, guys, yeah. but don't think I've yeah. just shot off, all right? All right, yeah. So then I'll do. I'll just do a real quick intro and then turn it over to Highlander, and we'll give him most of the time then, while uh, while he's with us. Um, so yeah, so we're 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 white whale. We are. We go back a ways, um, back to to the original Terra. Um, ironically enough, you know, we 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 built the platform originally um, in order to help keep the peg. 
right? Um, in order to help keep the USD peg. Um, we all know how, how that story ended, right? Um, you know, at the end of the day, we were a, a $20 million protocol trying to, trying to, to protect 20 billion worth of liquidity. So, it, you know, um, it was too, too little, too late, but we tried, um, we, we, we gave it our best effort, um, you know, and we foresaw the issue, right? We foresaw um the potential for an attack um you know on the peg and um we did everything we can to try to fortify and to to um build around it but basically we were an ar arbitrage platform right so <clears throat> our mission was kind of to decentralize arbitrage and to um to make it easy for for retail users for everyday DeFi users um to be able to participate in arb right that that was essentially what it was. Um, arbitrage is a very, a very important, very critical part of DeFi, right? Um, it it stabilizes prices, um, you know, across the board. So, but but really, what what you have is in DeFi world, the current state is that um, it's done by very few parties. Um, and they really have kind of a, a grip, um, you know, on all of the profits, right? Um, and there's just a there's a real high barrier of entry um, to to arbing in DeFi. You know, it takes a lot of technical skill and knowledge. Um, you know, it takes capital. It takes all kinds of stuff. So it's a it's a high barrier of entry. So we wanted to kind of break that down and open it up to to the retail investor. <clears throat> so that was our mission. Um, in Terra One, um, we've we've since kind of evolved. We've learned a lot from that. Um, you know, we still do focus on on ARB. That is a that is a primary focus of ours. But we've kind of shifted to interchain liquidity and and providing the infrastructure um, that not only will will um, you know give Arbers access and and enable them to ARB assets all across the cosmos and the IBC. Um, but also kind of connect liquidity um, and serve as as almost like a, an aqueduct or a waterway system that will balance out fractionalized liquidity, um, you know, across the cosmos. So that's the that's the high level overview of of what we're currently working on. Excellent. Um, yeah. So I want to ask you straight up for all the Juno community members here: Why did you choose Juno? Sure. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, Juno was was really an obvious pivot. Um, and I think you've seen that with with several projects, um, you know, from Terra, from from original Terra. Right. I mean, Loop comes to mind um, and, and there are others. But um, one, because it's, it's open and permission permissionless. Right. Um, it has the latest tech. You have, it has the latest version of Wasm. Right. It's always on top of its updates, um, you know, and also I, I think what what was really appealing um, for some of the Terra people, and I, I can attest to this too myself, is you don't feel this um, this control, um, this this sense of control. It's almost a vibe. Right. Um, the, the VC slash you know that the heavy hitters are 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 pulling the strings it, you know you don't have that kind of um we're a vc chain right on juno it's very much not it's very much community focused um there are 
there are leaders without being a you know a, a one figurehead. Um, there there are leaders, but they seem to be very welcoming and helpful. Um, you know, so I I think we we were kind of drawn to the vibe. You know, as as well as just it's it's right there. It's basically the same tech, right, and open and permissionless. So. Um, it was in a lot of ways. It was really uh, it was a no brainer to be honest with you. Yeah, and it, and it's got a, a a great like community of users as well. To just you know you get that with the package on, you know, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, and oh, oh sorry, go on, not continue, please. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to add to that. Um, I mean, you can see the way they did their airdrop in the beginning when they launched their chain. Um, so basically they gave out all their airdrop to retail investors, um, which were Adam Stakers, I think at, the, at that time. So um, it was like a fully distributed airdrop, no VC um, insider trading or the no VC token vesting, nothing of that. So that just shows like what, what the ethos of the chain is and i think that aligns pretty good also with the ethos of whitewell to empower retail investors to have the same opportunities in DeFi, especially when when it comes to arbitrage um and yeah that's that was like an obvious fit for us excellent and and then you've got like a chain vision so with the recent sort of developments that i've seen that hack Quasum over in uh, colombia is you know we're 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 going into another realm here with Cosmos in terms of like mesh security and, and what the wonderful work that's been done over at Dal Dal. You've picked the right network, haven't you? I mean, it's a good start for you guys. So, can you can you maybe tell me what what other problems you're trying to solve then with white whales or anything like? Because I think crypto next bull run. We're just talking about it on another like chat somewhere today like we need another catalyst like DeFi's been and gone although be it is still going to be here but I do believe we need another catalyst we need something I don't know something different would you agree on that I I would agree I think now you know if, if we want to talk about um, you know the market market forces and you know big picture in general now we're we're um, you know, we're also dealing with the the greater macroeconomic forces, right? Not just crypto. I mean, it, you know, in the past you've seen you've seen the crypto market kind of move independently and not really be subject to um, it, you know, to what's going on in the macro. But um, now all of a sudden you're seeing seeing all these headwinds, right? And um, and inflation concerns and currency crises. Um, and, and different things like that. So it's going to be very interesting, um, you know, to see how long that lasts with, with the, the sort of global macroeconomic landscape and if, if crypto can, can decouple from it. You know, I think if, um, if crypto and particularly Bitcoin, um, you know, if people realize that they're designed to be sort of a hedge against right uh an economic apocalypse right and and inflation and and all these things and it can actually decouple because it, it hasn't yet right it hasn't that that so far it's it's traded like a volatile asset class right it's traded like a risk on asset class and basically whatever the whatever the macro is doing it's it does more 
Um, but that's not that's not the intention, right? The intention is for it to be um, a hedge against all that all that stuff. So, <clears throat> you know, I think if it can decouple and if if kind of um, investors, you know, on on a uh, on a macro level can realize what it is that could be the catalyst in and of itself right um it, it could be because i mean there's always innovation right there's always and and uh, you know in my in my opinion um bear markets are the best time to build right they just are there's just so much less noise um you know it's it's just easier it's it's just easier to build you you kind of um you weed out sort of all the fluff and all the the tourists and even all the projects that that weren't going to make it right um and it's it's just an easier time to build right um yeah. it, you know i i think as far as the as far as the cosmos goes you know we can easily see i mean right now we're seeing dozens of dozens of of ibc chains now are being worked on right i mean we could you know sit here and name them all but there's dozens of them i i mean i think it's pretty easy to see you know by the next bull run um you know hundreds of chains right now we're talking about dozens of chains um you know on on cosmos i think we can see hundreds of them by the next bull run so really what we're talking about is hundreds of chains all of which are going to have to have some sort of um some sort of decks or pools or or some kind of trading activity right for the at least for their for their token um so and and we're starting to see that now right we see lots of chains they all you know so juno has juno swap and now loop and now our pools right um and and these dexes as they sort of emerge um they're gonna have their their go-to decks okay so um so what that's going to to sort of proliferate you're going to see fractured liquidity right and and i think that i think this is going to be a topic that gets discussed more and more as we see the evolution right and as we see the growth and proliferation of of the cosmos is <clears throat> you know there's liquidity on all these different chains right so that's the that's the problem that that we're trying to solve right that's that's the the specific issue that that we're working on right now. And, and I'm just reading up, so that's like your ecosystem problems there. So, like, it, it, let me get this right. So, are you aiming to have a fraction of liquidity across multiple chains eventually? Is that the sort of idea? Where you're <laughs> so the idea is <clears throat> right. Is that we're going to be deployed? White whales contracts are going to be deployed across all over the ibc so we'll have contracts right now we have contracts on juno we have contracts on terra we have contracts on chihuahua we just passed an injective um gov proposal so we'll be we'll be launching there next right so as these chains emerge um in the ibc we're going to deploy our contracts which consists of one um pools standard amm pools right your your basic amm pools and two flash loan vaults all right so we call these our liquidity hubs okay so we're going to have liquidity hubs all over the ibc right um and our, our amm pools they're not meant to be the primary decks right and and they're not they're not meant to compete with the primary dexes on each chain so we we don't see ourselves as a competitor to say juno swap um rather we augment it okay because when you bring on a secondary dex onto a chain right when you bring on secondary pools 
you then enable the arbors to come. Okay, and this is where the arbitrage angle comes in, right? You enable the arbors to come in and arb that chain locally. Okay, so right now, our, our current, let's say if, if <clears throat> let's say it's it's three months ago, four months ago, and JunoSwap was the only DEX on Juno, right? We have one DEX on Juno, you have JunoSwap. If, if Juno um, was trading at $5 on JunoSwap and $3 on Osmosis, right that you would have to arbit you, you know you would have to buy it on on the one chain and sell it on the other send it over and sell it on the other right and you'd be doing this in subsequent blocks okay um you know so it's inefficient right arbors like arbors like guaranteed profits right so um so the best way to arb is locally specifically when we're talking about on the ibc it's all within the same chain right all on the same chain because then you could do it atomically right you could do it in one transaction and there's no risk right so so the way our our arming worked on v1 is it was all done in one transaction in fact we called the flash loan right bought the asset in one place sold it in another made profits paid back the flash loan and kept the profits all in one transaction okay that can't happen um across chain on the ibc so it needs to be done locally it needs to be done on one chain or, or on on the same chain right so when we introduce our local pools our amm pools on on juno now all of a sudden you have two pools you have say two um juno usdc pools right so you need two pools of the same asset to be able to buy in one place and sell in another. That's what arbitrage is, right? Buying in one place, selling in another. So now you could do that locally, you could do the local ARB and you can insure your profits, right? So basically what we're doing is we're creating the local arbitrage opportunities on these, on all of these chains across the IBC, right? So that's phase one, okay? Phase one is to introduce the local arbitrage, which brings in price stability, right? That brings in, it allows the arbors to come in, it makes volumes go up on all these DEXs, and it stabilizes prices across across the IBC, okay? That's one. So then eventually, when we have all of these um, liquidity hubs all across the IBC, phase two is to connect them, right? So we have something called the interchain command, which we're working on, uh, which basically connects these hubs. So now you have the Juno USDC pair, right? And you we, you have it on our, we have hubs all over. So we have hubs on, on Luna, a hub on Injective, you know, all over the place. Now that pool is connected all across the IBC. So liquidity providers then, will be able to LP in, on one chain, and then it goes all over, that that liquidity goes all over the IBC, right? So, and, and it balances, and we balance it. So this becomes very interesting then for projects and even L1s that are trying to get, that are, that are looking for market coverage and that are trying to get liquidity all across the cosmos, right? So um, for example, stable coins, right? Stable coin issuers, that want their stablecoin to be the default stablecoin used on the on the IBC, um, and and there's there's all kinds of other um, cases where where projects are looking for market coverage, but that's that's what it becomes. Then it becomes um, it becomes interchain liquidity, right? So so that's the end game. 
Man, no, I know that was I know that was a lot. I know that, that was a that lot. That was very, was very done. well explained and I love it. Absolutely love it. I'm gonna hand it over to my good friend Rebel now and I'm gonna listen in for a few more minutes and I'm gonna take myself off to the school run. Sure. But I will be in touch, Sebastian, and I'll keep in touch with these guys because that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks very much, sir. Um, yeah, speaking to Highlander before this call, he was saying that he wasn't really sure of what White Whale's about, but it sounds like he's a lot more sure now. So that that's that's awesome. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad we could get him there. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you've kind of given us like a sort of a big picture overview of what of what the aim is. Um, I'm just thinking about like for actual DeFi users in the call just now, like myself, like. <clears throat> I mean, the site is live now, so yep. I mean, I can go in and you've got the swap feature, pools, and then there's also the vaults as well. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about how we can actually just use this site from a user's perspective? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for your for your average DeFi user, right, um, basically what you could do is you could use it as as a normal DEX, right? You could swap on it. You could also LP it like you LP any any other decks, right? Um, so so and and you're right. We have the pools, and then we have the vaults. Now, when we say vaults, and you can LP either one of those, right? The vaults are a single asset, and the pools are just like any other LP. Um, <clears throat> and these will so they're not incentivized yet, but they will be. Okay, these will be incentivized. Um, but the vaults, okay. So the single asset vaults. So if you if you go and and you um are on our Juno site, right? You toggle to the to Juno. Um, you can you can deposit into our Juno vault. So what that is is that's a flash loan vault, right? So the only function of that vault, <clears throat> excuse me, is to provide liquidity for flash loans. Okay, so we'll have a couple of these on each chain. So we'll probably have the <clears throat> whatever the default stablecoin is, and then the native asset. So Juno for for Juno, and if it's USDC or whatever whatever it is, um, but basically what these are is these are pools of capital that can be called as flash loans um, to execute um, arbitrage liquidations or whatever anybody wants to come up with to, to use a flash loan for, right? So here here's here's what this does. Here's the function of of the vaults. Okay, we're talking about fractionalized liquidity and how. If, if you can imagine the IBC, if you could look forward to hundreds of chains um, on the IBC, all with their own ecosystems and all with their own DEXs and trading and things like that. If you're an Arbor, right, and you, and you want to Arb all of these chains, hundreds of chains, typically with arbitrage, and the reason why it requires a lot of capital is... If if you want to arb on, let's say on on Binance and KuCoin or Binance against um, you know TerraSwap or or on Luna, what you need is excuse me, you need to actually have um, pools of capital. You you need bankrolls on each of those in each of those places because you're you're buying and selling simultaneously, right? So you need to have stacks of chips um, everywhere that you're trading. Right now, when you talk about hundreds of chains that you're arbing simultaneously and you, you need, let's say, 100K, 50 to 100K stack of chips on each chain to be able to hit that arb when it comes, 
um, that's a lot of money, right? That's a lot of money to be spread across the table. So um, with our flash loan vaults, you don't need to do that. So it becomes much more capital efficient. So if I'm an arbor and I'm arbing every, you know, all these chains on the IBC, I'm just calling, you know, I'm using the white whale flash loan vault, which already has say 100K in it. I'm, I'm calling that capital to execute my ARB, pay it back right away, paying a small fee. And that's much more efficient for me than having millions of dollars spread across, across all over the ecosystem, just waiting there for ARB opportunities, right? Um, so so that's, the, that's the idea behind the, the flash loan vaults. And then we're excited to see um, what builders will come in, right? We want to do dev workshops and, and teach kind of devs how to call them. Um, but what, what sort of things that, that um, devs will build on top of these? Right, like you could build liquidation protocols on top of them. You could you could build who knows, right? The possibilities are endless. It's basically capital that you could call on um, to execute whatever kind of trade you want, as long as it's paid back in one transaction. So we're excited to see um, what the community does with them as well. Interesting. Right. Just, just so maybe I've got a misconception here. So, so initially it's going to be white whale, like calling these flash loans. And then sending profits back to depositors rather than like me somehow taking a flash loan. No, so so we so we are actually in house. We are running our bots um, and calling our flash loans and and arbing our pools and doing things like that, kind of as our own customer. However, no, these are made. These are open. These are made to be called by arbors by botsters by anybody who anybody who wants the capital right these these flash loan vaults are open so then they collect a fee right they collect a transaction fee just like a dex would collect a swap fee right and those fees then go to the go to the depositors go to the the vault liquidity providers does that make sense well not necessarily how to, how to do it on a sort of personal level but right yes right, conceptually right. it makes sense yeah yeah so right so so it, it requires a little bit of of you know coding knowledge and you know it's not for it's not for any retail user right you need to get into the contract side and um you know be able to call them on the back end and that's that's another thing and that's probably down the future but um you know we so so one of the things we're going to do is we're going to open source a bot. We're going to open source an R bot that you that people can just instantiate, right? So there will be so many nooks and crannies of the cosmos that you want to arb your own little corner or your own little meme chain or whatever it is. You could just um, you could use our open source bot, which automatically calls our flash loans and and do it that way. Um, but you know we can also get into and somebody and a community member could also build a front end, right? Where you're just you're just instantiating on the front end um, and that it could connect to and call our flash loans, right? So that's 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 something that could always happen. But right now in order to call it, you you basically you need to know how to write code a bot and, and call a flash loan. Interact with interact with the contract directly. Right. right. Got you. Yeah. And and I remember when you kind of launched your site, you didn't launch with the usual white whale fanfare and i'm like referring back to like the, the one thing that really caught my eye um that you guys did was the videos of presentation you did at tfi alpha about mm. a year ago that that was just amazing watching that on youtube yeah but like um w with regards to 
to the site? I mean, are you wanting people to come and deposit liquidity now? Is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're live. You know, it's in beta, right? So um, we're actually, our audit starts next week on, on Monday, right? So our audit starts in a few days. Um, but these contracts, um, they're, they've been, you know, taken from our V1 contracts, which were audited twice and here and there. So, we, you know, we're, we're pretty confident in them. However, we're still in beta. So, you know, full disclaimer. Um, but, yeah, I mean, people can people can LP right now. People could come provide liquidity. Uh, you know, we had the, the Chihuahua community. They came and they 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 filled up their pool right away. Um you know, so people can LP it now. People can use it now. They can swap on it. They can call flash loans. Um, it's live, right? It's live on three chains. So, so yeah, I mean, feel free to play with it. Feel free to, you know, do do whatever you want. Try and break it, right? Wow, that's good. I'm just looking actually at, so, I mean, on, on Juno and on Terra, there's not a great deal of liquidity that people right. have deposited, but like yeah, yeah. on Chihuahua, they've, they've dropped 118K. Right into yeah. that pool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, are, are there going to be any incentives for early liquidity providers or anything yes. like that? Yes, absolutely. Um, so the the exact structure we we don't have nailed down yet, but uh, we got to attract liquidity somehow, right? So, um, you know, we have a we have a large allocation towards liquidity incentives. Um, you know, early, early providers will definitely be rewarded. We just, um, you know, we got to figure out the nuts and bolts of it, but, but absolutely you will be, our, our liquidity providers will be, will be rewarded and incentivized. Awesome. Glad to hear that. Um, maybe drop off some Juno a bit later on. Like back on Terra, you guys were like one of the first projects that was big on protocol and liquidity. Mm -hmm. Am I remembering correctly? Is, is that something you're going to pursue? Going forward, um, possibly, possibly. Right, right now, it's not a focus. Um, you know, on Terra, right in the in the sort of the golden days. Um, you know, we just we just had a whole bunch of assets and a whole bunch of money, and we did our our bootstrap, our boot swap, um, LBP, and there was sixteen million raised there, and you know, everybody was swimming in money, right? So. Um, you know, it just made sense to, to to have the protocol own it and vote on what was done with it and things like that. You know, um, a lot of that that capital was was wiped away, unfortunately, in the crash. Right. So, you know, in order to have protocol owned um, liquidity, you got to have liquidity. Right. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see. But right now it's you know, it's it's not sort of a component of uh, of the protocol. Sure. Okay, we've got a um, post-human validator up, but I'll just think maybe before you jump in, Vladimir. Hello, fans. I want to ask about implementation of Hummingbot. Do you know this um, bot for the trading uh, on the Texas and uh, even Dexis, and mm -hmm. it's an open source uh, yeah. uh, solution with the big um, a community of developers uh, was you thinking about uh, integration with Humingbot or fork the code of Humingbot to use it or something like this yeah yeah honestly that's a great idea um you know i've i am familiar with Humingbot. i used to use a Humingbot bot back in the day um way back i you know to be honest i i hadn't thought of 
um, you know, integrating them. But I, I think that's a fantastic idea, and there's a lot of potential there. And uh, I think I'll reach out to them, to be honest with you, because um, we could, you know, we could use their their bot infrastructure, right? Their open source bots, um, you know, and if if we could kind of, you know, configure them and um, and calibrate them to to plug in to 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 our pools and to our flashlight vaults. Um, I think that there's a lot of potential there. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. Cause that's a great, yeah. it's a great, it's a great idea to be honest with you. And the uh, second questions, uh, yeah. uh, move, moving forward from bots to artificial intelligence. Uh, we know that we have uh, Phage AI in the Cosmos ecosystem, and yeah. uh, uh, we also validate uh, Phage AI. Uh, so um, maybe use uh, some their technologies, or maybe uh, integrate somehow artificial intelligence. Uh, no, because bots is good, but artificial intelligence looks like better than bots. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's uh, of course not maybe not for now, but but uh, yeah. what the plans of implementation of AI? Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think uh, there are, there are definite you know advantages of, of AI implementations, but but you're right, one step at a time, right? Um, so I, I think we would that would be kind of the next evolutionary step, um, you know. So we we got to focus on what's in front of us now, and then there will probably be a time to reach out to fetch AI and some of those other um you know some of those other protocols but but again you know uh it's another another very valid idea for sure that sounded like it was getting a little bit technical for me there vladimir but yeah interesting interesting ideas there um yeah definitely not sure how that would work myself um but yeah see yeah. vladimir stepped up and then um, Highlander was here, he's just dropped off. I'm part of the sort of Orbital Command crew as well. And I think White Whale run validators. Is that right, Sebastian? We do. Yes, we do. We do run validators. So, um, you know, we want to, when we're deploying on a chain, right? So we, we run a, a Juno validator. We're deployed on Juno um, and Terra and Chihuahua, actually. We run validators on all three of those chains. So we want to be active and we want to be engaged and we want to have a say in that chain, right? And vote and, um, you know, and all that stuff. I mean, we're active contributors to these chains. We're building contracts, we're deploying contracts, we're arming, um, you know, so it makes sense for us to run validators, um, you know, one for the voting power, you know, and, and just to engage, to engage these chains and, and have a say in them. So that's kind of our, that's kind of our approach. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's something we're doing to TFM as well. I mean, we're running right. nodes for our own project. I mean, did, did you need the node to be running the nodes yourself anyway? Right. Yes, correct. So, yeah, I mean, it's not that much more to just turn right. it into a validator then. And, right. and like you said, get that sort of say in the community, which I think is, is important as well. Um, looks like we've got a question from Mackie. I'll just bring you up. So, Mackie, when you connect, looks like you've connected. Yeah, but you got a question hey. or a comment for the white wheel guys? Yeah, I have just a question in general. I mean, I feel like, and pardon my ignorance if I am, like if we're talking about growing TVL in the Juno space, is it good having a lot of DEXs where that can be split up given that there are already quite a few that are already built and starting that? Like, what are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah. So like I said earlier, um, we're, we're not designed to be the primary decks on, on any chain. Right. Um, so what, what we, I mean, no, you, you don't want too many dexes, Sure. And you don't want to, you don't want to necessarily over fractionalize the liquidity on any given chain. Um, that's, that's a fair point. And I, I would agree with that. However, um, you know, it's good to have, I would say it's good to have two or three on a chain. Um, and that's just, just from our experience. Right. Um, so what this does is you, you basically, um, it stabilizes the prices through arbitrage. It allows the arbors to come in. It creates that local arbitrage opportunity. Right. Um, and you don't kind of all have all the eggs in one basket. Right. So I do personally, I think two to three DEXs, um is is healthy on for for a healthy thriving ecosystem on on any given chain that that would be my opinion yeah good point but, you know i i would you know it's it's my opinion no i think that's a good point i think like you're saying too the more competition you have the cheaper prices you get too i mean competition's good right right yep it's it's a shame highlanders dropped out actually because he was in uh, Columbia for Cosmoverse, and I think you guys were there as well. Like, w- would you recommend? Slightly off topic here, but like, would you recommend going to these like in in life events or real life events? I I love them to be honest with you. I uh, we get so much done when we go. So we took you know I think sixteen members um, to Columbia, had a great time, but it was very fruitful. Um, you know because all these projects are there. You're you're trying to connect with them. You're trying to chase them down on Telegram, right? Um, and and it's just in real life, it's just different. Okay, you can have a drink. You can you know you can connect. You kind of bond on that level. Um, you know, ideas fly, sparks fly. All this, you know, we have we have great uh, you know conversations as a team about what next steps are. Um, I I think they're worth worth their weight in gold. To be honest with you. I'm going to need to make more effort to um, get there next time. Secret Ninja, did you go to Columbia as well? Yeah, I was there as well. was a, was a great time. He's still there. He's still. In- <laughs> we can't. We can't get him to leave. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm still in Medellin. <laughs> Secret Ninja, do you, I mean, do you want to say a little bit about how you, how you joined the White Whale team? Yeah, sure. Um, so I've been a fan of the project uh, pretty much since the beginning. Um, I stumbled upon, upon Terra, I would say, um, yeah, mid-2021 to like fall 2021 and um, been following all the projects since and um, yeah, been following Whitewell as well. As well. I, I thought there... Uh, liquidity bootstrapping uh, event was was a really cool um, cool mechanism um, to distribute their token fairly because uh, before that um, yeah there were there were like three uh, percent token allocations and everybody uh, tried to jump in the t- uh, token pumped as crazy but then prices dumped afterwards so that that was really bad for retail investors and then um yeah after the um terror collapse i just um uh, went deeper into the cosmos ecosystem um 
attended an uh, event. It was actually also a live event. So I can only highly recommend if you want to get involved deeper into the ecosystem to go to these in-person events because uh, it's totally different. I mean, it's cool to meet online and everybody uh, can choose where they live or can travel around like I do at the moment. But uh, attending these events and being there in person and connect with other people is really the best way to get involved deeper into the ecosystem. And uh, that's how I met actually our uh, CTO. He's not here today. Uh, he's uh, on his deserved uh, vacation right now. But um, I met him uh, there and um, we connected. And um, yeah, um, he um, told me about White Whale and what they're planning to do. And I thought that was really interesting. I told him uh, if I can help in any way, just uh, let me know. And um, yeah, a couple of months later, he hit me up and said, yeah, yeah, we need uh, someone uh, to do our business development. And I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> let's do it. And um, yeah, here I am right now. So um, yeah, that's I think it's a great example of how to get involved into the ecosystem and um yeah it, for me personally it was it was great and a really big step forward uh, because i i started out as a dj in uh, actually uh, an investor in 2017 and then a dj in uh, 2021 and now i'm full time into crypto um it's like a little dr a dream for me coming true so that's awesome Absolutely. And, and kind of like Sebastian was saying earlier, it's like in, in the bear market, do, doing the building, making these connections. I mean, my, my story was kind of similar to yours, I suppose. Um, just sticking around, showing that you're interested in this stuff. And then you, you make these connections and next thing you know, you're working for a project. So yeah, it's, it's pretty brilliant. And, and you touched on the, the liquidity bootstrapping pool and like the whale token. And just looking at your white paper, I mean, this is great for me because I was on Terra. I did have some whale. It says you're going to airdrop 10% of the token supply to V1 whale holders. Um, just thinking about, I mean, and I know you're building on Terra as well. So, that, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. There doesn't seem to be anything for like Juno or any of the other chains you're on. Yeah. Yeah. So here, let, let me just clarify on that. So we do have, we have allocated 10% um, for the Terra airdrop. So what that is, is that it, that's um, for the, for the V1 holders, right? So for the original whale token holders, um, it, you know, and, and we estimate that to be about 10%, right? Um, so, you know, based on what was out there, our circulating supply out there, it might be a slightly less than that. But basically what that is, is a one-for-one -one airdrop, right, for, for V1 holders. So if you had, um, you know, a 1,000 whale on V1 or 10,000 whale, you're going to get, a, you know, 10,000 whale on V2, right? So that's that airdrop. And by the way, we don't know, you know, we don't know how many people are going to claim that. Right. Because um, we've seen, you know, with Astroport and with these other projects that have done airdrops for their V1 holders, um, a, a pretty small percentage of that actually gets claimed. Right. So 
we we were anticipating a, a large unclaimed portion of that that you know we'll decide what to do with as a community we could burn or we could you know redistribute or whatever now we are working um we're working right now on um something for the juno community okay specifically and um we're kind of putting putting something together putting some ideas together and proposals together but um you know and and this may be a little bit of alpha and i don't want to spill too much because it's still um the ideas are, are still flowing but we we are intending to do something for the juno community in regards to an airdrop we we are so don't don't worry that it's not that it's not on the on the light paper allocation it's a new thing but um it is in the works uh, i mean yeah i mean what can i say Every, everyone loves a bit of free money but yeah, I, I, I i think that like look i mean in a sense you didn't have to do anything for the previous holders on terra now i think i don't think it would have been good if you hadn't done anything but i i, yeah. I do respect projects that yeah. look back at the wrecked communities and it's not like why we all wrecked anyone on on purpose or anything yeah, like that yeah. but i really think it's nice when you consider yeah previous investors um so yeah that, i think i think that's a great touch um just thinking about like funding for the projects. I mean, I think you got you got some emergency allocation from Terra, mm-hmm. and you're yep. building on Terra. Yeah, got some funding from Juno. You're building on Juno. Yeah. I mean, did any of these other chains that you're looking to launch? I mean, and it's quite impressive the list of chains that you're looking to launch on. I'm just going to double right. check. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you want to speak on the chains that you're going to launch on? I mean, have any of them offered any sort of yeah, development grants? Sure. Yeah, and and um. You know the projects that that do have um, grant programs, right? Um, they they've been very open, and um, and yes, we are in talks with with several of them that are offering us some grant funding, and we're we're very appreciative of, of that. Um, you know, so as far as change that we're launching on, pretty much every major IBC chain um, that's coming out, right? We're planning on launching on, um, you know, say archway right you can go you can go down the list um you know neutral all, all you know pretty much all of them um you know as far as funding goes i'll just i'll just speak to that um you know we were we were more fortunate than others um in the in the luna crash i'll, I'll say that we you know we made some decisions as a team and and navigated um the you know the the bomb um as best as we could salvaged what we could as far as capital right um so you know we still have some runway right um and and that's good and there are you know we we will real need to recapitalize um you know sooner or later we will um even with these grants um we'll need to recapitalize and and there there are different ways to do that um but but we're we're okay right now as as far as funding and capital goes even in the bear market so um that's that's what i'll say about that awesome thank you for being so transparent and sure like one once like white whales up and running once there's like a ton of liquidity in there like the project will be revenue generating for for like you guys and, and well, for token holders, well, is that right? Or well, no. I mean, it's designed. You know, 
it, it's not designed to, to generate re- revenue for us. All of the revenue, all of the fees collected are going straight to the gov stakers, right? So it will be a closed ecosystem in that sense. Now we do get team revenue from our validators, right? We run validators. Um, so, so that will be um, perpetual revenue, right? But as far as the, the app itself does not generate any revenue for the team. It it all goes back to the stakers, right? That and that's really the spirit of DeFi, right? Um, this this is it's not this isn't meant to support a team. This is meant to, you know, be self sustaining. I love it. And I, 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 if I'm thinking correctly, I mean, you you originally, I mean, you were you're from the community, so you're like you're you're building like a, a project for the community by the community in a sense. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're a community project for sure. I, I, you know, I was a Terra community member, right. But the original project started with a tweet, you know, and then I've just found myself and the, you know, riding this wave. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we are, we are a community project always have been always been about empowering, um, you know, empowering the little guy, uh, you know, empowering the, the, the retail community member, um, all all of that that's that's our that's our ethos absolutely well listen i think there was quite a few of us riding the wave and it was it was a good wave to be on while it was, while it yeah, left. Well, it was a fun it was a fun wave until it crashed on our heads <laughs> um yeah i mean we're, we're coming in coming up to the hour here so is there anything that you we've not touched on that you would like to share with primarily the juno community here um no, I, I don't think so. I think we covered a lot of ground here. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're really excited about what we're building. We, you know, our team are, are believers, you know, we've, we're, we're mission, you know, it's, it's a mission project. We think that this is a, it's a very tall feat, you know, um, interchain liquidity is a, is a problem that few for are foreseeing. Right. Um, and we're, we're just, you know, we're, we we believe on an ideological level, right? It's not just about making money. It's not just about um, tokens. You know what I mean? We just, we, we believe in what we're building, right? So, and I think that's important. I, I think it's an important thing. Um, so, so yeah, so we're, we're excited about it. We're really excited about it and, um, and having a lot of fun, really, you, you know, even, even in the bear market, there's there's tons to do right there's tons of stuff to do we're we're being pulled on in all directions um and and we're we're just grinding we're we're grinding i mean i'll be honest with you one thing i, I kind of like about the project is that you're bringing or taking exporting like that terra ui experience to other mm-hmm. chains to like yeah. to show them like yeah the nice ui um you you mentioned tokens there like do, do we know when the Gen- token generation event is going to be yeah i think you could expect it this year um before the end of the year we're we're you know that's one of the things that that's on the top of our list so um i'm i think we can expect it this year listen you heard it here first awesome um if there's anyone on the floor who's got a question or comment for sebastian or secret ninja now is the chance you've got otherwise they'll be gone just give it a minute, Sebastian. I see you've still got your Galactic Punk. Are you? I mean, is this have you been rocking that since day one, basically? Yeah, I have been. I, I haven't, you know, thought of changing my profile pic, you know. So, 
that there it is. <laughs> no, it wasn't brilliant. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm on the TFM account just now, but I'm, I'm pretty much the same. I, I put mine on from, yeah, Galactic Punk and Smint, and, and that's been me since, yep. since day one. Yep. Well, it's not looking like anyone is sticking their hand up here, so... I think we can just close this thing down five minutes early. Like, thanks very much for being here, guys. I I have learned more about the project. I've I'm, I definitely feel more confident, or, or more confident in my understanding of what what it is you're doing. Um, I do find it intriguing that there's so much liquidity has been deposited on Chihuahua compared to like Juno and Terra, which you kind of in your head think, or in my head think, they are bigger chains. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, with the token launching soon, I'm assuming there's going to be like more action on your decks. One thing I do like, actually, so this is on the app.whitewhale.money website, is when you flick between the different chains, the site, like it doesn't doesn't have to reload or anything. It just, right, yeah. it just goes to a nice new background. You kind of know you're on a different chain. Yeah. Um, it looks yeah, good. it's pretty smooth. I, you know, I would encourage everyone listening to at least go check it out, toggle through the different chains. You know, and and that brings up a great point. Um, you know, we're the first, as as far as we know, um, we're the first live interchain protocol, right? Um, meaning you can just go and you can just toggle through the different chains, um, you know, and interact with our protocol on multiple IBC chains. Um, I don't know of any others that are live correct me if i'm wrong you know um correct me if i'm well we're certainly one of the first uh if if not the first so and that's yeah that's certainly something we're going to be moving to at tfm or something but just because basically for the ui ux it's just it's just it's just nice to to have this quick flick and especially once you go into more and more chains it's going to be more and more valuable um yeah, so looking forward to seeing these APRs. I mean, just thinking about the APRs, like if we're going into the vaults, I mean, back in the day, Anchor was like a 20% right. sort of APR. Like yeah. if, if I deposit some Juno into this Juno single sort of single LP position, like is 10%, is that unreasonable or what's I, I think part, I think, think they're going to be, so for the single asset vaults, I think they're going to be low in the beginning. We We need to, what we need to do is is really need to get the word out and equip the community to um to use these vaults right and to call the flash loans right so that's a feed in of itself right so we need to train we need to um you know bring awareness to them um have people build stuff on top of them that that leverage our flash loans flash loans are very important flash loans are a very powerful tool tool in defi you know i think um on Ethereum, uh, I think the Ave, and I, I may be wrong on this, but some there there was billions of dollars in flash loans, right? In in 2021, that were taken out on Ethereum, right? So it's an established market, and it's used there. Um, we we are the first. We pioneered flash loans on on Terra, and now on the IBC. There's you won't find flash loans anywhere else right now. Um, but we need we need sort of the market to catch up and the users to catch up and um, and people to come use them. So once they do, there there will be significant, you know, there'll, there'll be a, a nice APR there. But that's going to take time. It's just going to take time. Sure. So I suppose, yeah, it's just a case of education and then people seeing the benefits and then right. the money's yep. just going to come flying in. Um, well, I mean, that's brilliant. Thanks for taking the time today, Sebastian and Secret Ninja.
telling us a little bit more about White Whale and how it all operates. Thanks to TerraSpaces for the recording and to everyone for being here. Any closing remarks from you guys? No, I think we're good. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Um, you know, I enjoyed it and I'm um, happy to come on and yeah, had a good time. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. I mean, if we ever do meet in real life, I'll buy you a whiskey and you can buy me a Coke. How about that? That sounds wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Okay. Pleasure, Sebastian. Thanks very All much. All right. Yep. We'll see you. See you, Secret Ninja. See everyone. See you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was TFM Juno Builders with White Whale, recorded on Thursday, October 20th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep a hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focus, star scream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, vision in the middle men. Listen to the fatal man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next billion. Little Dan envisioning the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal hit the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the birds you gotta find cover wipe off the bird poop right off the work while you try on the worst juice blinded by perps who try to reverse truth slide like fox news just trying to lie to you eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants i can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis mock up a basement could call me resilient waiting for the internet to make me a billion Vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Terror spaces